Welcome to Knit British, the podcast that explores all the connections of Britishness in wool, fibre and knitting. On this journey, meeting the people involved from sheep to skein, I am your host, Louise Scully. Knit British and love local wool. Hello and welcome in to the Knit British podcast. Hello to returning listeners and hello if you are coming to the podcast for the first time today. You are very welcome indeed. Uh, well, I always seem to say this, but a lot has been going on since the last time I podcast, which was ages ago now. It really was because I've I sort of changed about the, the episodes for October to give myself a little break after Wool Week and after... Uh, a little trip to Harrogate and I was glad that I did that <laughs> for obvious reasons because travelling and excited wooliness all makes for a tired Louise. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I was I was at Shetland Wool Week, which most of you probably know. I was doing a talk on the hapalongs and the popularity of hap shawls with the knitters and designers and I also took a couple of classes and had a really nice time there and I was also in Harrogate so since the last time we spoke it's involved a lot of knitting and a lot of animals. <laughs> I wrote a brief blog post on Shetland Wool Week and posted up some pictures there uh, for you to see and that was very well read. Thank you very much for everyone who, who read that that blog post. That was my best ever day for views. <laughs> uh, I think that was the same last year as well, actually. You guys like your Shetland Wool Week and you like to feel, if you can't go, that you have lived vicariously through others' blog posts and pictures. I have a little bit of audio that I recorded on my kitchen table when I was at <laughs> Shetland Wool Week telling you all about what we got up to which I was going to post in a little mini podcast episode, but I time got away from me. So, But I think I'm going to repeat everything I said in that little, um, that few minutes. So I'll just play that for you. But um, I think what was nicest about being home for Shetland World Week, it had been a full year since I'd been home. And it was really nice to just catch up with people as well as do Shetland World Week things. It wasn't as full on as last year for Wool Week, so that was good. Um, I had time to do my favourite walks and mooch about a little bit and spend the day not all always doing shit on Wool Week things, so that was that was really, really nice. So anyway, here is that little excerpt uh, of uh, me at Shetland Wool Week. Let's go back in time. I'm recording this on my phone, so I don't know how well it's going to come out, but I thought I would just record a little bit about Shetland Wool Week and what I've been getting up to. So today is Friday, which is the 30th of September. Can you believe that? Oh my goodness me, it's like nearly winter. And I'm actually recording in my old podcast recording studio at my old house in Shetland. And Shetland Wool Week 2016, wow, so far, wow. So I got here on Tuesday. It was a ridiculously um, horrible day. It had been quite nice before before my plane landed, but it was 
rain hearted so I spent Tuesday with my mother-in-law knitting and just catching up and having a nice time. Wednesday I did uh, well Wednesday it was fantastic I met Isla and Hannah and Helen and Nancy Heather and her sister Christine who all knitted haps and met for the hap meetup and we went to upstairs in the museum and looked at some of the the lace on show I was <laughs> since I was there last they've changed things around so I was like pulling out drawers going in here there should be a child's hap and then it was like something entirely different so <laughs> that was funny but it was good and we had a good look around uh, all of the incredible textiles that were on display and the fantastic drawers that you can pull out and look at things in close, closer detail and really fine hand-spun yarns and lace uh, work knitted in that. And that was lovely. And then we went downstairs to the hub where the Chitlin' Bull Week general meet-up area was in the museum this year. So we went down there and had a cup of tea and we got our photo taken uh, with our haps on, which was lovely. Uh, that was really nice. And the hub was lovely. It, uh, I have to say, I, I don't feel like it's quite as um, welcoming as the wrong word. Uh, it's not quite as sort of hubby, if, if that's even, not even a word, but it wasn't even. Last year at Islesborough, that is sort of a des place designed for sitting and chatting, I guess. And it was a sort of a lovely, like, seats are all, like, round in a circle. Uh, all the classes were taking part in rooms around about there. And it had a, a more sort of a woolly nucleus feel to it. Um, but this is lovely still. It's it's nice. It's just, as I say, it doesn't feel quite as connected as last year. But that's fine. That's fine. After that, I went to one of my two classes this week, which was enamel shawl pin making with the fantastic... Helen Robertson, who is Speedcrafter on Twitter, and Helen Robertson Jewellery, I think, on Instagram. And that was fascinating, absolutely fascinating. So we made shawl pins and buttons, which were just sort of copper blanks, and then you punched holes in the buttons where you wanted them. And we used sort of powdered glass, uh, which we sort of sieved on. It was like ice in a, a sponge almost. Yeah, then you had to carefully lift that. Of course, me with no steady hands. Ridiculous. Lift that carefully onto a stilt and then it went into a very, 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 very hot kiln for a few minutes and then came out all enamelled. And you repeat that process a few times. And it was it was so interesting and it was... It was a three-hour class, but really, we could have done that the whole day. It was so interesting, and I, I would love to do that again. I'd love to do more. I'm really chuffed with my shawl pin, which I wore, wore yesterday, and uh, with my buttons, which will be destined for a cardigan, uh, for sure. What else? So then, of course, Wednesday evening was my hap talk as part of a series of talks at the museum. Shetland Lace on Shetland Tweed and then on Haps and I was really worried uh, I'm sure I told you this before I was really nervous I, I, you know it was it, not particularly scholarly um, talk it was much more of a look 
into how knitters have embraced a design that's very rooted in Shetland um, to their cues and their consciousnesses and to their hearts and I was so nervous I was really really nervous but I uh, had some good friends in the audience who uh, brought their hats and supported and uh, also came down at the end and did a little fashion turn um, which was beautiful that was really really lovely the funniest thing was that when I <laughs> really broke the tension for me uh, I got up was just about to say hello and thanks and then all of a sudden from <laughs> the auditorium you heard this welcome to knit british the knit british introduction to the podcast it was so funny and i think either somebody was just trying to help uh, and introduce me <laughs> but have myself introduce me um, or they had heard Ka uh, Carla Christensen uh, introduce me and say that I had a podcast and they were looking me up on iTunes and had started playing but it was hilarious it was so funny uh, like really really did bait attention for me it was brilliant uh, and and yeah the talk was fine um, and it was in the dark um, because the lights were down so it was <laughs> I felt much better in the dark I had and do you know what after that I've had two emails from people who didn't know of the Hapalongs didn't know of Knit British uh, and emailed me to say they are now um, looking up haps on Ravelry and planning hap and then last night I met uh, a lady from Shetland who said that she was now really pumped and excited for knitting haps after listening to the talk. So that, that's really, that was really awesome. And that was the kind of the plan. So, <laughs> you know, to get more people, more haps in the world. Uh, so yeah, I was good. <laughs> and I went for a lovely drink with the lovely Helen Hecky Thump and Isla Brit Yarn and had a little catch up with them. Very much enjoying their trip to Shetland. Then yesterday, which was Thursday, I did Fair Isle bookbinding with Mary Fraser. That was excellent. I'm really keen to do that. Uh, I missed out last year and I saw Emily K. Williams come out of her class last year with these beautiful coloured Fair Isle books and they're just gorgeous and I, I was like, yeah, I definitely need to do that. So I when the programme came out this year, then I booked booked that. We did paper folding, we did the sewing up technique of the sections of the book and uh, covered them with a fair hour cover, which Mary had made beforehand because it needed to time to for the glue to dry and we wouldn't have got through that today. So, um, But she showed us how to cover a book and... Um, it was fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And it was meant to be an all-day class. It was meant to be like 10 till 5. But she said we learned, we had taken, it, <laughs> we had uh, done so well and we were we were such good pupils. Um, we finished both our books by about 2 o'clock. So that was, that was good fun. And uh, I really, really enjoyed that. And I feel there's lots I can take away from that, so... That was grand. And what else? Then I uh, went to Jimison's of Shetland. 
to buy some yarn for a project for someone, uh, which I can't really say any more about, so there's that. Uh, it was nice choosing colours for somebody else uh, for a change and not for me. Although I did see loads of colours in Jimison's of Shetland that I really wanted to make things for myself. And uh, what else did I do yesterday? Oh, and then I did family stuff, family stuff, family stuff, family stuff. And then in the evening, I went to the Scalawa Museum where the local Makin and Yakin, aka Knitting Group, were having a, an open night for Shetland Wool Week. And it was lovely. There was loads of people there. And I got in there and started knitting on my sock. And I saw the most incredible example of Donna Smith's Shalmaline's cowl, snood, sorry, that, um, apart from hers, because it's stunning, uh, but I saw another one which was knit in over 100 colours uh, by a lady called Nancy, who turns out is my husband, was my husband's physics teacher <laughs> at school. And, <laughs> and um, she said that she'd gone to Jimison and Smith with her birthday money and just came out with a bin bag full of different coloured yarns. And she's put them all into this incredible piece of knitting. And each section is just beautiful. And she's such a rebel for a Shetland knitter because she used three colours. Um, in one of the sections, in one row, one of the rows. Uh, so that was lovely. And today, today I'm going to go and visit with friends, non-wool friends, non-wool week friends, and a non-wool week family. And I'm going to hopefully try and visit Jimson and Smith and um, get some heritage yarn because I needs needs me some more of that. And then on Saturday, it's the Maker's Market at Islesborough, so I'm really looking forward to that. Then the Sunday Teas at Tingwall on Sunday, of course, which is the Guild Teas and should not be missed under any circumstances. Uh, if you are serious at all about your Wool Week, any other Sunday Teas on the last Sunday of Wool Week is just a pretender to the Sunday Teas of Wool Week thrown, in my opinion. <laughs> So that's it. That's that's been my wool week so far. Lots of wool, uh, lots of opportunity to get cozied up because the weather has been stormy. And uh, but then wait five minutes and it clears up, and then wait five minutes and it gets stormy again. Um, lots of lovely people here. I've got lots of friends here who I haven't even seen yet. Uh, so because this is just what happens at Shetland Wool Week. There's just so much happening. Even if you come. You, you you come together with friends, you'll end up losing them to their own woolly activities. So I have to go now because I have to get a bus and get on to uh, enjoying my third full day at Shetland Wool Week. So I hope you all are suitably warm and enjoying what you're seeing on social media from everyone at Wool Week and I will catch up with you soon. Bye for now. Definitely my highlights were the HAP meetup and the talk. Again, nerve-wracking, but uh, but it was that was definitely a highlight. And I was knitting socks. I took socks away with me to knit. I actually took three projects away with me for Shetland Boat Week and I'm surprised that I finished one. Never mind, <laughs> I got time to knit on the other two. I took with me the Instillness top and I took a hat at Turtle Soup by Jolie creates and I also took a pair of socks which I started before I left in DK Air Valley 
by West Yorkshire Spinners and it was Winnick Mum's 8-ply sock pattern which is free and I cast this on for Isla's Brit Yarns hashtag GB Socks Away Cal which is the second year she's run that for Socktober and I yeah I finished them I was really really pleased I <laughs> I was so enjoying knitting these socks and I have said before that I do prefer a double knit or a heavier weight sock that I I ended up decreasing twice as many stitches as I needed to on the first sock so that had to get right back but um, I'm, I'm really chuffed with it and I love the stripy pattern it's the rum punch colorway so the first sock I knit from the outside of the ball and then when I cast on the second sock I cast on from the inside of the ball just to have a bit of contrast so I really loved those socks and actually have another ball of that yarn so I might cast on another pair. Uh, probably not before October's out, I don't know. I still have those other whips to contend with. And after I saw that Shell Moline snood then I kind of thought I wanted one of them as well. Uh, although she had hundreds of colours in there I'm not sure, quite sure I would be would do such a nice job of it with my kind of slapdash colour choices. Uh, just a little word, actually, on, on Shetland and on Donna Smith and on her designs. Uh, you might have seen recently that there was a pretender to the throne of the Babel design. And if you follow Donna on Instagram, social media um, or follow her blog, you will know that she's been working on a cowl and mitts designs, paid for a pattern and... Those have been released uh, this weekend and I am a very proud owner of uh, that pattern and the Babel hat and there is absolutely nothing wrong with making modifications to a pattern and saving that as your personal project on Ravelry but I think you have to be careful about releasing that as a pattern without the design original designer's permission, express permission. But you can do your bit to support innovative designs, creativity and originality by buying your own Babel hat pattern by Donna Smith or buying the cowl and mitts pattern, which is £5.40 uh, via Ravelry. I think the hat's £3.70. I hadn't cast on a Babel hat for last year's Shetland Wool Week. It was a free pattern for Wool Week. The rights have reverted back to Donna now, so it's a paid-for pattern. And last year, I, I had to borrow a hat, a Babel hat. <laughs> uh, so I thought, well, what better way can I show my support uh, to Donna than to knit this pattern? So I cast on a Babel hat this weekend, and I cast it on in Old Maiden Aunt. BFL Aaron in the Withercus colourway for the the ground. It's sort of it's kind of reds and greens and kind of heathery kind of colours. I kind of like that autumnal kind of colours. And then I've got her Londu colourway for the sky and I will dig out some white Aaron for the sheep. And enjoying it very much. And as I say, it's um you know, there are lots of free patterns on Ravelry. Um but if you are attempting to copy someone else's work, you're going to garner a few comments about that. And um, as I say, it's really good to, where possible, support, if you like the pattern, support the original creative talent behind it and buy the pattern from the original designer. And that's probably as much as I'll say about it. But that is one of my current whips, is the Babel hat. And I think I'm going to knit the mitts, mittens next. 
because I have lots of cowls, but I don't have very many mittens and I was actually looking for a mitten pattern the other day. So it's just perfect timing. I'll put links to these in the show notes so you can find them, but you can also find them by looking on Ravelry. That was a bit of a <laughs> digression, but all for a good cause. After a shuttle mill week, I was home for one day and then I went down to Harrogate to stay with the lovely knitting goddess, Joy McMillan and her partner, Bobby. And I was interviewing Joy for November. You might remember uh, the last episode, I was talking about Joy's upcoming yarn, which is uh, a Yorkshire yarn that she's having custom spun. And she has bought fleece from Claire Tunney, who has Four Ways Dorsets in Yorkshire. And I wanted to talk to them about, for November, following the journey from the conception of this yarn through to creating it and dyeing it. And and I was going to do that. I, I will be talking about it on the podcast, as I promise. But I think it's going to be really interesting and nice for November this year to have the threads of one story running through, running through the whole of the month. So it was really good to, to visit um, Joy and meet Claire and hear talking about the sheep, which were her father's flock. Um, and her father recently sadly died and Claire took over. Uh, they took over the flock and it's a really it was just really lovely talking to her and really lovely um interesting hearing how she was um you know her approach to farming uh, as a 30 year old woman uh, who as much as she had interaction she did with the sheep before then was like you know, washing them before show day, giving them a bit of a brush up. That was as m- the most interaction she'd had with the pole dorsets until her father father died and um, she became much more involved. So look out for that coming up on November. And the other thing that I did while I was in Harrogate was I went with Joy to visit Rigmoor reindeer who have uh, amongst reindeer and goats and turkeys and chickens and all manner of things they also have BFL sheep some of that BFL fleece is being blended with the pole dorset to create Joy's Yorkshire yarn so that was really awesome to go and see those two parts of the that yarn and as I say you'll hear much more about it soon and on November and also here at Knit British because I did talk about last time how there is a way for Knit British listeners to get involved slightly with the yarn <laughs> which I'll tell you more about later uh, or or in another episode depending on how much time we have. What was really good and what, what I hope will be um, really interesting and will come through in the you know, when I talk about this in November, is that um, Joy and Claire and also Becky from Rigmoor Reindeer all have this really great love for what they do. And, you know, tying that together in yarn is a pretty awesome thing. Pretty awesome thing. Uh, We also visited Laxton's on this trip. I'm going to put some noises in here so you can hear what we, the kind of, as we walked through the mill. But Laxton's. That was really interesting. If you've been to Yarndale, you might have seen Laxton's there selling their natural coloured yarn. They sell the awesome Blueface Leicester and Masson Base, which I've talked about before, which is dyed by the likes of Countess of Blaze and Ginger Twist Studio and Yarns from the Plain. It's a really, really lovely base, which combines natural Blueface Leicester and the natural 
coloured Massam, which is kind of an oat, dark oatmeal-y colour and what you get when you dye on that is really lovely depths and highlights, but it's also a gorgeous natural marl yarn as well. And actually, when I was in Shetland, I met Feltaria, Feltaria, who's Fee, who I went on pod retreat with, and she had a Rennie Callahan cardigan, which was made out of the natural colour uh, of this yarn. So I was really excited to go and visit Laxton's when Joy said, "Shall we go pop over to Laxton's, see if we can we can um, go there for for a little bit of a tour?" And we met Andrea, who is so knowledgeable about what goes on there and she would not have you believe that she would say oh no no there are people who know much more than me but she was fantastic and she was so welcoming and she was so interested about podcasts and about you know um the knitting community and and things like that and she took us into the mill for a little bit of a look around and so the sounds you're hearing now are some of the machinery um, and just the kind of vibe from the mill I, they're going to be moving to a bigger premises in the future and so maybe I'll get to go there another day and we'll do a tour that I can I can share with you um, but it was really interesting to see what they were doing there and Laxton's has been producing bespoke yarns for I think since since like 1905, 1906, um, they did process outside the UK for a while, but they're firmly back in Yorkshire now. And as I say, if you've seen them at Yarndale or uh, any of the wool events that they do, uh, they don't do many. I don't think that that you know we would be familiar with. I think they do more things like hand arbeit and things like that. But you know they proudly show that they they you know. They're spun in Yorkshire. It was it was really interesting, and I and I really was appreciative of the time that Andrea gave us to walk around and ask questions and have a look at the different bases that they have. They had fantastic display um, of all the different bases that they have. Their website is going through a bit of a revamp. They do have an online yarn store. It's not like an online yarn store that many of us would be familiar with. It's They're a huge mill, they're a huge operation. They work mainly with trade customers. There is a minimum order quantity that you can that you can buy. But at the same time, it's really great if you want to buy uh, a sweater's quantity of something. I'm sorry for the clicking noises because I'm now looking at their website, which is www.laxtons.com forward slash shop. They say, Laxtons are pleased to offer genuinely British-made undyed yarns ready for a variety of end uses, including hand dyeing, felting, hand knitting and weaving. Our raw materials are meticulously sourced with quality in mind and we are proud to be a British Woolmark licensee and a supporter of the campaign for wool. So if you were to go and look and say, well, I want that blue face massam of which Louise speaks. And they do alpaca, they do blue face Leicester sock, they do mohair blends and Falkland blends with silk. Um, there's a lot of, of lovely yarns here. As I said, you can't buy one skein. What you buy is a pack of five hanks, so 500 grams of yarn. And actually you'll find that the prices are exceptionally good for that what and what around what you'd expect 30 35 pounds 80 for a 500 gram pack of blueface massam aran and when you think that you're getting 160 meters 
in each skein. You've got, you know, you've got a, a cardigan or a sweater's worth there, really. So I, as I say, don't go there expecting that it's going to look like your favourite online yarn store. But do go and have a look at www.laxtons.com forward slash shop for a little look-see. And thank you so much to Andrea and to Laxton's for letting us have a little wander around uh, and let me record some signs and take some pictures. I really, really, really appreciated that. I've written a few blog posts in the last wee while. Uh, one of them is on Rachel Matthews' book, the mindfulness in knitting, which I mentioned on the last episode. And really, it's not much of a review rather than the details of the book, because I'd quite like to talk about uh, one or two chapters in particular that tie in nicely to an upcoming episode that I'm doing. So you can find all the details about the lovely book, the blog at knitbritish.net and um, have my initial review of it, I guess. I also uh, talked about my trip to the smallholders and um, about um, some of the questions and that I encountered there and some of the people that I talked to who were getting their own flocks yarn spun for the first time, which is quite exciting. Uh, so that's on there as well. I'll link to these in the show notes, but if you're reading the show notes on knitbritish.net, then you will see those blog posts there. And like I say, I do want to come back to the, the mindfulness subject another time. Mindfulness is something that I have been practicing and thinking and, you know, thinking about a lot recently. It's hard sometimes, you know, when you have lots of things that you do and lots of hats that you wear, knitted or otherwise, metaphorical. It can be hard when things start to pull focus and you feel like you're being pulled in all sorts of ways. And I am talking from personal experience here that it's not easy and you feel like sometimes you're diluting yourself and that you are diluting the things that you do. I have three jobs that I do. I don't talk about them on the podcast because it's not nothing to do with the podcast. But I have three jobs. I then have Knit British, I have Wovember, and I have other things that I do like Podcast Lounge and other work that I love just as much. So sometimes it's difficult to be focused all the time and to feel like you are given... the the same amount of care and attention to all those things that you enjoy doing. Um, so this book, The Mindfulness in Knitting, is a is a good book to have by you because I think that knit, I've spoke about that last time, and that knitting is our lifeboat, it's our life raft, and so many of you got in touch to say, yes it is, thank yes. And again, I, I can't stress enough how stress the word stress and mindfulness uh, but I can't stress enough how important it is to have those moments of time where you're just focusing on that in round through off motion of knitting it grounds you it but it also sort of reconnects you especially if there's things on your mind I think I spoke about that last time, about spinning and about how that was a really, really fantastic time out of time almost. You can use mindfulness in lots of different ways and this book is a really good, it's a really good structure for learning, I think. If, especially, you can look at it if you are aware of mindfulness and you have, you know, experience of mindfulness, but it's a really lovely book if you 
are approaching mindfulness for the first time. And so I, I'm going, I've gone into that far more than I meant to. Again, there is parts of this book that I, that will be good for another episode to talk about. Um, but you can find out more information. The book is from Leaping Hair Press. It costs £8.99. It's a beautiful hardback volume, which is now covered in crumbs. Oops. So you can find out more about the details of it in the blog post that I've written. Kids in the Ravelry group. We've got Brid 2008, maybe it's Breathe from Lower Creek, New South Wales. Hi to you, thanks for joining the group. We've got Chef Mom 5 from Cambridge, Ontario. We've got Long D Knitter, who's Jane from London. Hi, Jane. Georgie Vinson, who is Georgie from uh, the UK. We've got Ollie and May Knits, who's Marie from the Gold Coast. Hi, Australia. Who else have we got? We've got Erica B103, who's Erica from New York. Hi, you guys, and thanks so much for joining in at the Knit British Raveler group. Like all of you guys in the Knit British Raveler group, it's always lovely to have you in there, and um, you make such a beautiful community over there, and you're always so welcoming uh, to other to other members, new members, and um, the community is just so great over there. That is about it for this episode. I'm going to be back next week maybe your episodes are a bit late this month but you're still getting two i'm going to be talking to joe and mika from edinburgh yarn festival about next year's events you might have had your clock set on saturday because the workshops went on sale and most of them are now sold out uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that and i'm going to see if i can get any sneaky peeks out of them about the vendors because that information has not been revealed yet also this is a bit of a plea, mostly to make my job a little bit easier. I am hosting the podcast lounge again in 2018 and I'm thrilled about that. 2017, so I'm skipping ahead a year. And uh, <laughs> let's make no promises about 2018. I, um, I need you, if you are a podcaster, to get in touch. I contact podcasters every year about Podcast Lounge and about taking part and if you can't take part maybe just spreading a little bit of the news about Podcast Lounge and telling your you know your podcast listeners who are gonna, or viewers who are going to be there to come along and enjoy the fun. It's really hard to get in contact with some podcast shows who don't have email addresses on their websites or YouTube channels or show notes and if you are a podcaster or you listen or watch a podcast and you know that your po favourite podcaster is coming to Edinburgh Yarn Festival in 2017, please get them to email me or email me louise at knitbritish.net. I really want to hear from you and I really want to hear from you soon so that you can be kept informed of all the podcast lounge excitement at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. So if you've heard from me before, on the subject, know that I will be getting in touch with you again. If you are a new podcaster or you you haven't been to Edinburgh Yarn Festival before and you haven't heard from me on the subject, please do get in touch. Please do get in touch. Because podcasts are awesome and podcast communities are awesome and we like to get together and be sociable and the Podcast Lounge is a really fantastic place within Edinburgh Yarn Festival, if I do say so myself. It's a highlight for me. It's a highlight for lots of people. So do, do get in touch. It would be fantastic to hear from you if you're thinking to come. That's enough for me for this week. I will catch up with you next week for more of the same.
do take very, 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 very good care. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Knit British podcast. To find out more, visit www.knitbritish.net. You can email me louise at knitbritish.net. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at knit underscore British. And I'm on Ravelry as Lyra. Good night, Dad. Take care of that throat. You're a big singing star now, remember? This California dude is just a little heavier than usual tonight. Really? From where I stand, the sun is shining all over the place.